today, rate pause perhaps, but not a cut. Anytime soon in Canada. Hello again, this is Martin North from Digital Finance Analytics. Well, that is post covering finance and property news. Well, sometimes we see clearer looking in on another economy. The dynamics of Canada are mirroring Australia and New Zealand and elsewhere. And so when the Bank of Canada Governor Tiff Macklem discussed the latest monetary policy and decision, it was relevant more broadly. In fact, the Bank of Canada held the target rate on the overnight at 5% and warned that while rates might have to go higher if inflation re-accelerated, their base case was now for a pause for some time, waiting for the effects of higher interest rates to pull inflation onto target, a target not expected to be met for some long time yet. And the bank is also continuing its policy of quantitative tightening. Today we maintained our policy interest rate at 5%. We are also continuing our policy of quantitative tightening. Our message today is twofold. First, monetary policy is working to relieve price pressures, and we need to stay the course. Inflation is coming down as higher interest rates restrain demand in the economy. But inflation is still too high, and underlying inflationary pressures persist. We need to give these higher interest rates time to do their work. Second, with overall demand in the economy no longer running ahead of supply, Governing Council's discussion of monetary policy is shifting from whether our policy rate is restrictive enough to restore price stability to how long it needs to stay at the current level. They said that global economic growth continues to slow, with inflation easing gradually across most economies. While growth in the United States has been stronger than expected, it is anticipated to slow in 2024 with weakening consumer spending and business investment. In the euro area, the economy looks to be in a mild contraction. And in China, low consumer confidence and policy uncertainty would likely restrain activity. Meanwhile, oil prices are about $10 a barrel lower than assumed in their October monetary policy report. And financial conditions have eased largely reversing the tightening that occurred last autumn. So the bank now forecasts global GDP growth of 2.5% for 2024 and 2.75% for 2025, following 2023's 3% pace. With softer growth this year, inflation rates in most advanced economies are expected to come down slowly, reaching central bank targets in 2025. Now, they did call out risks to their forecasts. The first is that inflation expectations have come down only modestly over the past few quarters. And if households and businesses continue to expect inflation to stay elevated, this could impede the pace at which price and wage growth moderates. Second, wages have been increasing at a fast pace relative to productivity growth. On average, consumers' real wages are higher than they were in 2019, and productivity growth is effectively stalled and wages are still rising robustly. Because of this, the bank remains concerned that cost pressures could add to inflation. 
The third is that house prices could also rise more than anticipated. This would increase inflation by raising shelter costs. While the base case includes a modest increase in house prices, this forecast is subject to a high degree of uncertainty. They say this risk could materialise if easing financial conditions led to stronger than expected demand for housing while supply remains constrained. And they also mention the conflict in Israel and Gaza and attacks on ships in the Red Sea because they're affecting seaborne trade in the region and that could push oil prices and shipping costs higher. So far, they say global disruptions from these developments have been contained. But if the conflict were to spread, oil prices could rise sharply and the prices for traded goods could also increase significantly. Now, looking at specifically Canada, they say the economy has stalled since the middle of 2023 and growth will likely remain close to zero through the first quarter of 2024. In Canada, economic growth stalled in the middle of 2023. For many Canadians, the combination of higher prices and higher interest rates has been difficult. But past interest rate increases have helped the economy rebalance, and this is relieving price pressures. Lower energy prices and improvements in global supply chains have also helped to bring inflation down. Growth is expected to remain flat in the near term. With weak demand in the economy, upward pressure on prices should continue to moderate and inflation is expected to ease further. The share of CPI components that are rising faster than 3% has declined substantially and should continue to normalize. But tightness in some parts of the economy is continuing to hold inflation up. The most prominent of these is housing. Inflation in shelter services remains high, close to 7%, because of rising mortgage interest costs, higher rents, and other housing costs. And while food prices are not increasing as fast as they were, food price inflation is still about 5%. Finally, inflation in services excluding shelter has improved, but there are signs that price pressures remain. All this push and pull on inflation means that further declines in inflation are likely to be gradual and uneven. That suggests the path, path back to 2% inflation will be slow and risks remain. Overall, our outlook for growth and inflation is largely unchanged from the October report. Economic growth is expected to be modest in 2024, weak in the first half before picking up around the middle of the year and rising to about 2.5% next year. With downward and upward forces largely offsetting in the near term, CPI inflation is expected to remain close to 3% over the first half of this year. It is then expected to ease to about 2.5% by the end of the year and return to the target in 2025. Labour market conditions of ease with job vacancies returning to near pre-pandemic levels and new jobs being created at a slower rate than population growth. However, wages are still rising at between 4 to 5%. Economic growth is expected to strengthen gradually around the middle of 2024. And in the second half of 2024, household spending will likely pick up and exports and business investment should get a boost from recovering foreign demand. Spending by governments contributes materially to growth through the year, though. Overall, the bank forecast GDP growth of 0.8% in 2024 and 2.4% 2 in 2025, roughly unchanged from their October projections. 
CPI inflation ended the year at 3.4% and shelter costs remain the biggest contributor to above target inflation. The bank expects inflation to remain close to 3% during the first half of this year before gradually easing returning to the 2% target in 2025. And while the slowdown in demand is reducing price pressures in a broader number of CPI components and corporate pricing behavior continues to normalize, core measures of inflation are not showing sustained declines. So given the outlook, the governing council decided to hold the policy rate at 5% and to continue to normalize the bank's balance sheet. The council is still concerned about the risks to the outlook for inflation, particularly the positions in underlying inflation and the governing council wants to see further and sustain easing in core inflation and continues to focus on the balance sheet, on the balance between demand and supply in the economy, inflation expectations, wages growth and corporate pricing behaviour. And the bank remains resolute in its commitment to restoring price stability for Canadians. Now, one of the key factors here is population growth. Record numbers of newcomers have pushed Canada's population growth rate to 3.2%, which is one of the fastest in the world. The surges boosted the labour market, but also helped drive up housing costs, sparking a backlash in the typically immigrant-friendly country. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau acknowledged recently a need to adjust policy to get a handle on the massive expansion in temporary residence. And the federal government on Monday set an intake cap for international student permits at about 360,000 for 2024, a decrease of 35% from last year, according to Immigration Minister Mark Miller. The cap will remain in place for two years, with the 2025 limit to be reassessed at the end of this year. The move is aimed at quelling public anger at Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's government over a housing shortage. Number of foreign students in Canada tripled in a decade to more than a million in 2023, and the new measures are aimed at curbing that growth, especially in colleges that Miller has accused of churning out bogus diplomas like puppy mills. Students in masters and postdoctoral programs weren't included in the cap. It's a bit of a mess. It's time to rein it in, Miller told reporters in Montreal. It's not the intention of this program to have sham commerce degrees or business degrees that are sitting on top of a massive parlor that someone doesn't even go to, and then they come into the province and drive an Uber. It's the single biggest thing that we can do immediately to address the housing crisis, said Mike Moffat, a senior policy director at the Smart Prosperity Institute and a former economic advisor to Trudeau from 2013 to 15. We will first of all see easing pressures on the rental market. What we'll also see is an overnight investor say, you know that the student market doesn't look as attractive as it did. Universities Canada, though, said in a statement that it was concerned that the cap would add stress to an already stressed system. A requirement of each permit application to contain a letter of attestation from a province or territory may significantly affect processing times and lead to students choosing to pursue their schooling in other countries, it warned. And while an outright ban on non-permanent residents wasn't being considered, Randall Bartlett, Dejarzin's senior director of Canadian economics, examined the impact of changes to immigration if the influx of temporary residents were to grind to a halt, real gross domestic product would fall considerably 
below current forecasts. And the recession the firm anticipates in the first half of 2024 would double in length, he wrote in a report. By the way, Canada accepted 454,590 new permanent residents over the 12 months period to October the 1st, while bringing in a record 804,690 non-permanent residents and temporary admissions should slow naturally with the economy, but changes in government policy may cause them to decline even faster. So there's a couple of points to make here. First is the fact that the central bank is now talking about holding rates for longer means a cut is not imminent. So the market is probably too aggressive relative to what's likely to happen. And their expectation is inflation will come back down, but sometime into the future. The second point is there's a lot of stickiness in the inflation numbers, particularly in the housing sector, as well as food and also in services. It's quite broadly based. This is true, by the way, also in Australia too. But thirdly, the fact that they've come out now overtly to try and tackle the temporary migration issue is an important signal of a potential change ahead. And because the rental sector is driven by that temporary demand because of temporary migrants, you would expect the rentals to begin to ease their growth a little ahead. But the bottom line is this. There are still risks to the upside if things go off the rails and rates may not be coming down anywhere near as quickly as people were expecting, particularly market participants. So this is a watch and see. And I suspect we're going to see a somewhat similar theme in Australia and in New Zealand and elsewhere too. So those jawboning central banks to cut rates quick are, I think, missing the point. We are going to see rates higher for longer. I'm Martin North from Digital Finance Analytics. Many thanks for watching and I'll see you again next time.